Without fear, we'll do foolish things, and without courage, we'll never step into the unknown. The balance of the two is where the magic lies, and it's a balance we all deal with every day. That's Kara Yarkan, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. I am grateful for you joining me today as we have a week of all brand new featured speakers this weekend. To kick it all off, we have an amazing story about fear, about courage and the Grand Canyon. Here's Kara Yarkhan. Enjoy. When we're young, we're innocently brave, and we fearlessly dream about what our lives might be like. Maybe you wanted to be an astronaut or a rocket scientist. Maybe you dreamed of traveling to every continent. Since I was very young, I dreamed of working for the United Nations in some of the most difficult countries in the world. And thanks to a lot of courage, that dream came true. But here's the thing about courage: it doesn't just appear whenever we need it. It's the result of tough reflection and real work involving the balance between fear and bravery. Without fear, we'll do foolish things, and without courage, we'll never step into the unknown. The balance of the two is where the magic lies, and it's a balance we all deal with every day. First, a word about my fancy wheels. I haven't always used a wheelchair. I grew up like many of you, running, jumping, and dancing. I love to dance. However, in my mid-twenties, I began to experience a series of inexplicable falls, and a few years later, I was diagnosed with a recessive genetic condition called hereditary inclusion body myopathy, or HIBM. It's a progressive muscle wasting disease that affects all of my muscles from head to toe. HIBM is very rare. In the United States, there are less than 200 people diagnosed. To date, there is no approved treatment or cure, and within 10 to 15 years of its onset, HIBM typically leads to quadriplegia, which is why I now use a wheelchair. When I was first diagnosed, everything changed. It was frightening news, because I had no experience with chronic illness or disabilities, and I had no idea how the disease might progress. But what was most disheartening was to listen to other people advise me to limit my ambitions and dreams, and to change my expectations of what to expect from life. You should quit your international career. No one will marry you this way. You would be selfish to have children. The fact that someone who wasn't me was putting limitations on my dreams and ambitions was preposterous and unacceptable. So I ignored them. 
I did get married, and I decided for myself not to have children. And I continued my career with the United Nations. After my diagnosis, going to work for two years in Angola, a country recovering from 27 years of brutal civil war. However, it would be another five years until I officially declared my diagnosis to my employer, because I was afraid that they would question my capacity to manage and I'd lose my job. I was working in countries where polio had been common, so when I overheard someone say that they thought I might have survived polio, I thought my secret was safe. No one asked why I was limping, so I didn't say anything. It took me over a decade to internalize the severity of HIV/M, even as basic tasks and functions became increasingly difficult. Yet, I continued to pursue my dream of working all over the world, and was even appointed as a disability focal point for UNICEF in Haiti, where I served for two years after the devastating 2010 earthquake. And then my work brought me to the United States. And even as the disease progressed significantly, and I needed leg braces and a walker to get around, I still longed for adventure. And this time, I started dreaming of a grand outdoor adventure. And what's more grand than the Grand Canyon? Did you know that for every five million people who visit the Rim, only one percent go down to the canyon's base? I wanted to be a part of that one percent. The only thing is, the only thing is, is that the Grand Canyon isn't exactly accessible. I was going to need some assistance to get down the 5,000-foot descent of vertical loose terrain. Now, when I face obstacles, fear doesn't necessarily immediately set in, because I assume that one way or another, I'll figure it out. And in this case, my thought was. Well, if I can't walk down, I could learn to ride a horse. So that's what I did, and with that fateful decision began a four-year commitment, tossing back and forth between fear and courage to undertake a 12-day expedition, four days on horseback to cross Grand Canyon rim to rim, and eight days rafting 150 miles of the Colorado River, all with a film crew in tow. Spoiler alert. We made it, but not without showing me how my deepest fear can somehow manifest a mirror response of equal courage. On April 13, 2018, sitting eight feet above the ground, riding a Mustang horse named Sheriff, my first impression of Grand Canyon was one of shock and terror. Who knew I had a fear of heights? <laughs> but there was no giving up now. I mustered up every ounce of courage inside me to not let my fear get the best of me. Embarking on the South Rim, all I could do to keep myself composed was to breathe deeply, stare up into the clouds, and focus on my team's voices. But then, in the first hour, disaster struck. Unable to hold myself upright in the saddle, going down an oversized step, I flung forward and smacked my face on the back of the horse's head. There was panic. My head hurt fiercely, but the path was too narrow for us to dismount. Only at the halfway point, at 2,300 feet, at least another two hours down, could we stop and remove my helmet and see the egg-sized bump protruding from my forehead. For all of that planning and gear, how is it that we didn't even have an ice pack? <laughs> <laughs> 
Luckily for all of us, the swelling came outwards and would drain into my face as two fantastic black eyes, which is an amazing way to look in a documentary film. <laughs> This was not an easy, peaceful journey, and yet that was exactly the point. Even though I was afraid to get back into the saddle, I got back in. The descent alone to the canyon floor took a total of 10 hours, and that was just day one of four riding. Next came the mighty rapids. The Colorado River and the Grand Canyon has some of the highest white water in the country. And just to be prepared in case we should capsize, we'd practice having me swim through a smaller rapid. And it's safe to say. It wasn't glamorous. <laughs> I took my breath in the wrong part of the wave, choked on river water, and was unable to steer myself. Yes, it was scary, but it was also fantastic. Waterfalls, slick canyons, and a couple billion years of bedrock that seemed to change color throughout the day. The Grand Canyon is true wilderness and worthy of all of its accolades. The expedition, all that planning, and the trip itself, showed me a level of fear I had never experienced before. But more importantly, it showed me how boldly courageous I can be. My Grand Canyon journey was not easy. This was not a vision of an Amazonian woman effortlessly making her way through epic scenery. This was me crying, exhausted, and beat up with two black eyes. It was scary. It was stressful. It was exhilarating. Now that the trip is over, it's easy to be blasé about what we achieved. I know I want to raft the river again. This time, all 277 miles of it. But I also know that I would never do the horseback riding part again. <laughs> it's just too dangerous. And that's my real point. I'm not just here to show you my film footage. I'm here to remind us all that life is really just a lesson in finding the balance between fear and courage, in understanding what is and what isn't a good idea. <laughs> life is already scary, so for our dreams to come true, we need to be brave. In facing my fears and finding the courage to push through them. I swear, my life has been extraordinary. So live big, and try to let your courage outweigh your fear. You never know where it might take you. Big thanks to Kara Yarkhan for stopping by. And before we wrap up, I just want to say, try to give yourself the permission to do something that you've always wanted to do. I think in today's talk, and also in last week's talk with Ellen Shoes, when something Happens to us a life-changing event. What I think it does is it shakes us up. It's meant to do something, meant to push us. It's meant to get us to do something. And I think that we all try to live a life of safety. And what I mean by that is we try not to do anything outside our normal comfort level. And although that may be great, it also puts us in a position where we feel. Blah. We feel stuck. We feel like we're doing the same thing over and over again, and we lose that sense of aliveness that we once had. And I often look at my daughter, and she's four and a half, and 
that sense of aliveness that you see when something is new, when something, when you do something that you haven't done before, you recognize something that you haven't really sat down and just taken in. And I think that when, as I said, when these life-changing events happen to us, it shakes us up and makes us think, hey, let's appreciate some things a little bit more, as in Ellen Schuess's episode last week. Or, you know, I may not have the rest of my life to live the way that I thought that I, I would. So let me go out and go do, give me, it gives you permission to do something more or do the thing that you've always wanted to do and you've never gotten around to doing because you've been scared or fear, fear has gotten in the way. So I just want to say, give yourself the permission to do something amazing for yourself, no matter how big, no matter how small, start off small. You don't necessarily have to go out and go do the biggest, most audacious thing that you can possibly find. Start off small and just give yourself that permission to do something amazing for yourself or for others. So that's my little mini vent session right there. Big thanks to Kara Yarkhan for stopping by. Her website is karayarkhan.com. Her Instagram is Kara underscore Yarkhan. And if you like this clip, there will be a link to the entire talk as well as all the links to connect to her website and her Instagram. They will all be in the show description. And when you get a chance, please follow the show, share it or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. As always, as I always say, I greatly, greatly appreciate you for taking the time to do that. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here Wednesday. So until then, stay strong. Later.